It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Hello. Before we go any further, can we acknowledge the fact I look like hammered shit? <laughs> you don't. You don't. You look tired. Oh, you look tired. Um, I wonder, is there a, a ability to be able to change what I look like? Oh, yeah, of course, because we see our faces on now, on this now, don't we? Oh, no, it doesn't. Oh, what she's is just that? put an emoji. <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> you know, sometimes how you can, like, change your face. I don't yeah, want... I, I don't know how I you do that on here. How do I stop the laugh? How do I take it? Oh, now, now it's moving. Now it's crying and laughing. I, I don't know how to stop that. <laughs> I like it. Just leave it. Oh, it's gone. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. That's not permanent. <laughs> oh, why? How are you? Well, my dad died. Yeah. It's been a while since he died. Not that long. It's been three really. weeks. No, it's been three weeks. But um, haven't mentioned it on Zipod yet because uh well just respect for the dead and all the rest of that isn't it r.i.p 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 ian r.i.p ian <laughs> the brilliant brilliant man brilliant brilliant man. produce quite possibly the best ginger flapped fucking minge loving cunt that ever existed that is me oh uh, so yeah that was an experience i'd say not great I'm going no. to surmise. I don't no. wish to put words in your mouth. But... I'm going to give it a um, zero out of 10. Yeah. If you were to <laughs> give it a recommendation, not one to no. touch on. It was traumatic mm, at moments. Uh, he was very ill at the end. He had leukemia. Uh, for those that don't know, obviously, oh my God, what a. What a what a Debbie Downer start to the podcast. And that, hey. Um, this this hey, is what we're all on. about. It's the ups come and downs. On, Life and death. Life and death. And my ass and delivery's just arrived. Hold on. Fucking <laughs> hell. I'm going to pause. Hold on. I just feel that like that was like a perfect example there of how <laughs> basically life and death are just a continuous fucking circle that feed into each other. And one minute you're reminiscing about these wonderful memories your of, dead your, dad. of your dead dad and then and then then you're, you're after delivery catapulting the asda shopping out of the baskets into your um kitchen in a panic fashion because you're recording a podcast i just want to clarify our frozen goods are they out or are they in the freezer they're not right i've got to go and put them away mate they're Please. not oh my god she nice she nice hold on pause it all right, the pra- the prawns are away. We're I okay. It. I knew it'd be a prawn. I knew it'd be a prawn. I will no longer get food poisoning. Oh God, don't! Because that's uh, <laughs> that's a bit. It's top of the list for me. Food poisoning. A fear. It's a it's a big fear. Steve is ravaged by my continual anal retention around food poisoning. I understand it. I do understand mm. it. I got food poisoning once from rice, and it scarred me. Fucking scarred me. I always hear that. It seems like an urban myth to me, but no, you got it from rice, did you? Yeah, yeah. So um, I went to, because I got it from a takeaway. Yeah. And really quickly, I started feeling really ill. Mm. And then I paced up and down. I'm I'm not a quick vomiter. Steve will say, I like to hold on. I like to reminisce. Yeah. I like to uh, consider options before it exits me. Well, you, and you've, I, got a t- you've got attachment issues, so it I makes have, sense. My even my gut cannot let go. But I also I would say I I don't wish to label, but I would I'm going to say I am a little bit phobic of sick. I'm not the biggest fan. It freaks no. me out, and scares me. Yeah. So I don't like doing it. I mean, nobody likes, but it really fucking freaks me out when I think I'm going to. Yeah. So anyway, I probably about four hours after I'd eaten start throwing up, but within twelve hours I'd stopped. But and I felt like shit. So because I got it from a takeaway, I went to the county council. The food hygiene lady explained it to me. So she had gone out and she said they said that they prep their rice properly. And she explained how you get it from rice. And oh basically, God, I'm scared. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, it's going to revolutionise you to prevent you from ever making this error, which I'm sure you probably do because a lot of us do. Yeah, when you cool down rice or pasta. Yeah. Most of us will just leave it to naturally cool down. Yeah. 
That is the wrong thing to do, Victoria. What, including pasta? Yes, because you can get it from that. It's the same bacteria. Oh I believe. God. I believe. Anyway, okay. let's even if we just use the example of rice. Yeah. What we should do when we're cooling it down is we cool it down as quickly as we possibly can. Put it under a cold tap, put it in the fridge, do not leave it out. So basically it's the cooling down process because the bacteria that gives you food poisoning in rice happens in the cooling down stage. Okay. So if that bacteria gets in the rice at that point, it wouldn't matter if you sent it to the fucking sun and back that bacteria will still, still give there. you food poisoning. Oh it doesn't goodness. matter how much you heat it up. It is the cooling down process, Victoria. Well, that's the issue. Oh Which my is goodness me. Opposite to what you're normally told. You're normally told that all bacteria is killed in heat. Well, this bacteria yeah. does not. <laughs> Didn't I know about it? What an absolute insight into the rice world that I never even knew I needed to know, but I did need to know that. And the the other little common uh, bit of information that I can tell you about rice food poisoning is that it comes on quickly and it stops quickly. Okay, that's good. That's good Within to know. Within 12 hours of rice poisoning, You're you done. will be done. You'll feel like hammered shit, but you will no longer be vomiting up your anus. <laughs> up your anus. Up your anus, yeah. <laughs> Now that is something I'd like to see. Oh, I like how we went from chatting about my dead dad, dead dad to, yeah, to the it. preparation or rather the, the storing, the correct safe storing of rice to eat the next day. Yeah. Well, yeah. So obviously um, I can't, the, one of the biggest downfalls of mine and Vic's flourishing relationship is we don't live near each other. Because oh, I know. That's been the hardest thing in this process is being so far away from you and not just being at a, give you a big old bloody cuddle for a cup of tea and when you've been crying just oh god it's been hard it's been hard um but it was um you know it was it was this real struggle at the end and even though absolutely devastated to lose him I think we're just glad that he's like not suffering anymore because it was just horrible but you know so, what yeah. that is a that is a dedication to your love for your dad because when it gets to that point when you see how much pain they're in that selflessly you would much rather grieve them than watch them go through what they're oh going my God. through and it, loads yeah. of people listening to this episode will really relate to that especially losing a parent so while it might be gloomy about your dead dad r.i.p Ian. um I think actually that should be the name of this. It should be R.I.P. Ian. (laughs) And you know what? I mean, I told Laura about this anyway, but um, he, in my dad loved a speech, right? Absolutely loved giving a speech. And so he did do a little deathbed speech. Which I think is beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And this was the mad thing about it. So, so in summary. Can you please just give a brief description of who your dad was as well? Because he was actually a very influential man. Yeah, he was. So he's called Ian Eames. And, Google him. Um, just Google him because he was a very successful... I feel so weird saying was um, in the past, like, you know, tense. It's very odd yeah. that. Um, but he he was a amazing artist, prolific animator, and um, animated for Pink Floyd. That's probably his, like... Big Fat Whammy claimed to fame that one. And that's what really propelled him, I suppose, in his career. So he um, animated for them. I mean, he smoked a doobie with Paul McCartney, for God's sake. The man lived a life. Yeah, who, and a how half. did he win? How did he win the BAFTA? That was from a short film that he made. Wow. So he, he was in animation. It was in the 70s. And like everything he did was really, um, it was quite revolutionary, like a lot of the techniques that he developed. And, you know, he was just an incredible genius when it came to you know being able to his ability to draw and just had an incredible inventive imaginative mind so yeah he then moved on from animation and went into film um at a later date and uh oh god I'm welling up. I can feel it, mate. Feel it in my throat. Um, But can I just say the video you put together for your dad? I mean, fucking hell. I've showed it. I've showed it to every Tom, Dick and Harry. I've showed it to my mum. And the hilarious thing about my dad, right? My my dad, uh, you know, it's no secret. My dad has mixed dementia. So Vic and I, we're weirdly going through something. We are. In a very similar way, aren't we, with our parent, with our dads, grieving dads in, yeah, in different contexts, in different ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and my dad, um, <laughs> I mean, doesn't matter what state. I would always show my mum a video. My dad will have shown fuck all interest in it. I'll put my phone down and go, 
you're not going to show me. <laughs> and that's what happened with uh, Eamsie, your oh, dedication Eamsie, yeah. to your dad. I showed yeah. it to my mum, put my phone down, and my dad just looked at me blankly and went, you're not going to show me then? Like, right, dad, well, you, you've shown no interest to date. Oh, but, my God. Um, Do you know what? That was a hard... Yeah. It was That was a... Yeah, a hard thing to edit. Oh, it's beautiful. The music, all of it was incredible. She's just a, a big, big shout out to Ian Eves. Oh, and Trish. And oh, yeah. Trish. So, but the speech bit on the old oh, deathbed. Yeah, of course. So, um, he, because, you know, I've got many siblings, there's four of us, and my mum was there. We was in the hospital. We we're in the hospital for, I think it was like a 12 day lead up to his actual death. Um, but yeah, so this is pretty much the day before he died because he kind of stopped communicating on the last day because he was, well, he was dying. So funny enough, you, you haven't got not, many bants when you're dying. No. Do you know what I mean? Although I'm going to say, say chat's that, low. The chat's low. The chat is low in those in those hours leading up to actual death. But fucking hell, he was such a joker. Like there was, it was something I've never, I, I, I've never lost anyone in my life, you know, to, to do actual death. Yeah. Um, I've had grief in other ways because I think grief, you know, even splitting up with someone and losing a boyfriend, like not them dying, but you know what I mean? There's like yeah. big parts That's of grief. grief. There's it grief in grief. different ways. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, grief of friendships, all sorts of stuff. There's absolutely. grief. But to actually lose someone that's like such a massive part of your life. No, I've never had that. And um, it was so intense. And there were so many amazing moments, like beautiful moments where he was just so jokes. Like it was like this whole, he was just softened. Like, I can't explain it. But he really softened and he was so funny and he was coming out with hilarious stuff. And at moments he was totally off his face on morphine. So that was quite amusing because, you know, he'd just say much shit or be talking about stuff that wasn't going on. Um, but when he was sort of compassmentous and and could communicate, then, you know, he really did tell us all the things that he wanted to say. And likewise, it was reciprocated. And I, I can only explain it as being like the most sort of rounded, complete version of death that any of us could have ever hoped for because absolutely yeah nothing that was like left unsaid or anything like that but when I when he was on the on these deathbed his little chat to me um said some you know lovely bits and bobs here and there but then he asked me about social media like on his fucking deathbed but he was like he basically really worried about me being on social media and I reassured him that it I was fine and you know I it was, yes, it was a difficult place to be, but equally it had so many benefits and, had, you know, created a life for me and my family that I never imagined. And then I also talked about dinner, dinner, Laura. So Laura featured on my dad's deathbed. Oh, because stop. I no. talked about her and said that I couldn't like be in, I couldn't be doing this if I didn't have her. And, um, you know, just talked about us in a create in a career capacity as two people supporting each other in our careers, but then also about our friendship. So, oh, mate, don't you're going to make me cry. <laughs> but he that for him was like so reassuring. Well, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> this is a fun episode, isn't it? <laughs> But yeah, what I, I just, I did. And I just said to him, you know, that I was going to be okay. And he felt reassured by that because he knew that I had you. So, yeah. Oh, fixed. Oh, <laughs> oh lad. But oh. I, I was lucky enough to be there. I don't know if lucky is the right word, but I was it there. It is because I think there's a privilege that comes with, um, with those moments. We were all there as a family. But then, um, oh my God, tell tell everyone about, I don't know whether you want to, so you might want to cut this out, the, the music yeah, on your well, Alexa. So the just, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a religious person and I've never believed in God or anything like that, but I definitely have always had like a sense of there being something else or some sort of spirituality or something. So just something so strange happened. And then, so after that, like, you know, I'll chat on the deathbed and everything. Then my dad kind of, essentially, it's almost like being in a coma, I suppose, because you just are asleep. And, you know, that was sort of it in terms of getting to speak to him. But uh, when he was in that state, then we, the, the, the nurses and doctors told us that the last faculty to leave anybody is their hearing. <clears throat> and they've done loads of um, studies and stuff, because obviously then I went and researched it. So I was like, oh, let me just chat that this checks out. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it does. And um, so they, you know, encourage us to talk and put music on, whatever. So I, m- my mum and sister had to pop out and get some food. And oh, it was just so weird. We we're just in this like mad time warp of like being in the hospital and nothing felt real. It was just the most surreal experience and a really scary at times and horrible, but also punctuated by these really beautiful moments. And, you know, it was just, it was mad. And I can't explain what we all went through. But we know we did and we were together and that was the important thing. But yeah, so when they'd gone out, it was just me and my dad and I sang him a song, which is his favourite song. It's Sunny Afternoon by the Kinks. And that song always sums up my dad, always has. Like, you know, if you'd say, put a song on that represents your dad, it's always that. So anyway, he then died. And um, yeah, I was there for that moment, which was mad. Um, I've never seen anyone die before. And it was all just very, it was very peaceful. And it was like, three o'clock in the morning I was there with my mum luckily I stayed over in the hospital just to be with my mum and my dad obviously um but we didn't really want to leave my mum there on her own and there wasn't space for six of us funnily enough to uh, yeah, yeah. be in the hospital hotel room, room no, no, hotel so- rooms have <laughs> hospital rooms aren't we equipped <laughs> for that and I'd just woken up to go for a wee and then just noticed that he's breathing a change and woke my mum up and then we stood there and he passed away. So all of that was, you know, I felt like very lucky and privileged to be there. But anyway, so I sang this song to him. And the night that he, the evening before he died, there had been a huge rainbow over the hospital, like a double rainbow. So, I mean, you know, obviously, I don't know, there's part of me that's like, oh, you're just reading into it. It's coincidence. But then equally, it brings me no, comfort to think, oh, yeah. well, that was him. Because it doesn't he was... matter what anybody else thinks, Vicky. No. It's about how it makes you feel. Yeah. Fuck anything else. And he was so, he was such a colourful person. And like his artwork was so full of colour. And he's definitely the rainbow man anyway. So it's like, well, there he is. He's off, off, not rainbow. That's That's his sign that he's going kind of thing. And then he did die, you know, that night. But then I got home and... Uh, oh god just all of that was it was just mental but on the Monday after he died on the Saturday and on the Monday I was on the phone to my friend and um, obviously just telling her about everything that's happened and sat in the bedroom and I've got an Alexa in our bedroom which we very rarely use I had got it and thought oh we might put music on in the morning never use it so I can't remember the last time that it had music played on it and then just all of a sudden the song Sunny Afternoon starts to play so loud and with no introduction because normally Alexa will say like playing yeah. Sunny oh, Afternoon Spotify by the Kings or... or blah 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 didn't do that it literally just started going din, 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 din. and I was like fuck off like just so like fuck off and the aunt's like what what's happening what's going on what's happening and I was like that's my dad's fucking song. And then we both were just crying hysterically and uh, we're just so, it was so strange. But I, I in my heart, that was him. Just, just to say wherever he's was. gone, he's arrived safe. That's his like, he's done his passage. He's there. So yeah, so it's been three weeks since all of that massive, major, traumatic, life-changing event. And um Oh, it's just been very surreal. And, you know, then you've got to organise a funeral. Fuck my life. Organising a funeral is so intense. It's like a full-blown production. Like, I, I would I would compare it to organising a wedding, but with very little joy. <laughs> just make No cake. No fucking cake. No cake. <laughs> no cake. No, no DJ. Oh my God, there's so many decisions to make and you're in like the pits of grief and it's all really overwhelming. Um, So there's been a lot. Yeah, there's just, I just have been organizing a lot and uh, just making decisions and trying to find the right funeral directors and all the the rest of it. It's been, been, so that's all been going on. Went on holiday. And how was it? For a week. And I also had a week off social media. So I haven't been on social media for like, Eight days, I think. Not that she's counting. Not that I've counted. No, it's so strange, isn't it? Like I realise how addicted I am to it. Me too, if, mate. Oh my god, the first couple of days, I'll just pick up my phone yeah. and then just kind of look at it and go, "Oh shit, yeah, I've got." Because I deleted the app, so I'm not. Yeah, le- I, I can't leave them the on same. there. Yeah, yeah. It's like we, it's like we with booze. Don't leave a bottle of prosecco in the fridge because I'm fucking drinking it. Do you but know what that's mean? addiction, though. It's, yeah, and, that, exactly. and I don't think that there's enough um, conversation, acknowledgement around how uh, how addictive mobile phones are. 
they are. Oh my God, it's terrifying. So the first couple of days, yeah, and I had to, I, I always have like withdrawal symptoms of just mm-hmm. kind of like, I want to check in. <laughs> I, want to, I want to see what's going on. I feel so yeah. left out. What's happening? I had like serious bye-bye. Just to but, let you know, nothing, nothing. happened. <laughs> No, <laughs> Liz, Lizzo. I mean, there's shit going oh, on. I with got Lizzo. that. Yeah, I got you all know. that. Yeah, I was um, deeply disappointed. But who knows what the real story is? Well, yeah, that you know, I was only talking about cancelled culture yesterday, and I said about how much it makes me cross because I think that, like, we we all love a bit of gossip. I fuck me and you love gossip. Yeah, we absolutely we? love it. I am a gossip whore. Do you know but... what? So, do you know what? I um I read something really interesting about um what gossip kind of actually the 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 function of it. And yeah. the difference between like men's conversation and women's conversation. And so men are quite like literal and we'll talk about literal things and they won't really, well, I could be wrong. This is just, this is just a, this is something that I read. So blame them, not me. Yeah. Victoria But So it's talking about men's conversation and then them seeing like maybe women, women's conversation is just gossip. And it's like idle gossip is kind of what it's termed as, isn't it? I mean, most yeah. a bit old fashioned, but whatever, but actually Women gossiping is we like to understand the nature of human beings. And so talking about like situations and people and their decisions, it's like us working out the psychological kind of element of it behind the decisions. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh my God, you have totally justified me calling someone a mess. Like I'm so on so many deep levels. I just like to understand the human (laughs) mind. But I love gossip. I personally loathe, detest, and fucking hate the way cancelled culture behaves because I am all for justice. And I think that if she has done those things, absolutely, justice needs to be served. And that would be within a court of law. Yeah. What we are doing right now as a community is hounding one single person and then people going, fuck her. Like how, you know, I don't give a shit if this impacts her mental health. What yeah. if she kills herself? And people go, stop using that as an excuse. No, it's not an excuse. It's a valid reason because she's a human being. And okay, she might have been a cunt. Maybe she is a cunt. But yeah. the direct reality is I am not here to be the person to make that fucking judgment call. No. I absolutely, I, I reject it. I love Ricky Gervais and his response to cancelled culture. I yeah, think he's, he's absolutely yeah. spot on with it. Yeah. And like, you know, not that we fucking talk about it, but like Philip Schofield, all of the different things that have come out in recent times, like even down to the cake. Have you seen about the fucking birthday cake gate? Oh, uh, no. The celebrity, basically a PR company reached out to a small cake business and said, would you like to make a cake? It's going to appear in Hello magazine. Oh yeah, that's why I did to hear. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That particular person is being hounded horrifically. That celebrity has been outed. Right. They have had the press at their door. It's been horrific. Really? And and I, I think it's disgusting. It's fucking sponge. People are trying to cancel her over a fucking birthday cake. You know, when you're like, have a word with yourself, you silly yeah. cunts. I'm but, sorry. But I think it, and if you're like... listening to this podcast right now and you've been one of those people that basically wish her dead because, and also the, the insult to injury is she didn't even know it was going on. She had nothing to do with it. It was a fucking PR company. Yeah. And we know that about PR companies. They do. They will go off and do shit. Yeah, yeah. It's not her fucking fault and she's getting death threats over sponge. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. Oh. You know what it is, I think as well, like basically we haven't evolved as a as a human race the but the the thing that has evolved is technology so this is yeah, essentially this cancer culture it's the it's the witch trials all it over is. right the scarlet letter yeah big time it, it's yeah. witch witch better better that's what it is but unfortunately now we have the absolute power of social media and it just means that the number of people that can react that way and behave that way is is like it's in the fucking billions because there's billions of people on social media. And then not only that, is that because you're seeing other people doing it, it's sort of justifying and validating that behavior because you're like, well, everyone else is doing it. So yeah, I'll fucking get on with that. Yeah, but uh, you know, oh, it's I reject horrible. it. I reject it. I reject I, it. I reject the idea of our society. I do though. I think it's a it is, you know, 
And people oh, go, stop bringing up Caroline Flack. No, because it is really fucking prevalent. It is one example of how you cunts yeah. thought it was appropriate to fucking hound a woman as yeah. much as the press were at fault for that. So were all of those cunts that hounded poor Caroline fucking Flack. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, it oh, cunts. dear. A bunch of <laughs> fucking cunts. That's what they are. <laughs> anyway, and that not, is why I'm, my dad was so worried about me being in that space, you know, because to him, that's what—that's all he saw. He never saw the positives. And also, the alternative is not many people have a me that would steamroll, fucking stab people in the face if that's they it. tried to cancel you. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going high. When I love, I love hard. <laughs> well, there's a part of me that if I've got cancelled, I'll just be like, oh, thank God for that. Yeah. Go work in the fucking. I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> oh it'll happen one day i I, yeah i think the other thing that victoria uh, you know while this is not about me licking her fanny let me just say (laughs) this woman is so full of so much incredible talent just like her dad and she doesn't even realize she doesn't even fucking realize it's so what she is unaware of is her greatness and what that will lead on to be she's not going to She's not going to be cancelled. She's not fun going anywhere. She's going to write a fucking TV show. She's going to be as oh big as Fleabag. Oh, my name's his daughter. Oh, God, my stool oh, nearly went. Oh, dear. Yeah, she's a bit the too excited moved. about that. Maybe it was Ian. Moved. It was Ian. <laughs> it was Ian going, yes, Laura. <laughs> um, I, have, I have got a funny story. Yeah, that come came on, into me my up, in, That came into my inbox. Okay. And fuck me, it made me laugh so much that I had to copy and paste and email it to myself just so that I wouldn't lose it. That's what I need. I need some humour. It was a, I, I feel like it's going to be right up your street, Eamsie. So a story from last night that I thought you might appreciate. So anyone thinks their summer holidays is going badly, they can make themselves feel better. Now, I think we're all in desperate need of that right now, aren't we? We are, yeah. Two weeks in and another month to fucking go. Oh God, don't say another month to go. That makes me so depressed. Yeah. Last night, my dad, and obviously it was a dad, so I can only apologise. Her dad's still alive. Yours is yes, so Ed. Oh, fine, I'm not. Fine, it's fine. I, I can deal with alive dads. I'm all right, all right. with that. We're not bitter. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Last night, my dad was reading our five-year-old story. Our five-year-old disappeared for a minute, then came back to sit next to my dad. My dad dutifully carrying on reading. My son then began to stroke my dad's face with an object that my dad continued reading, not looking to see what the object was I until really finishing the page that he was reading. Before turning the page, he turned to see that it was in fact an adult toy. <laughs> Considering I've had two children, is embarrass- it is an embarrassingly large. Uh, and just to make sure it wasn't just me embarrassed, it was an object in which my husband wears, mortified. He wears. Let me wonder, what could that be? It's large, so it can't be a cock ring. No, but she said she's had two kids, so it's large. So it's going in her fanny, for sure. Double-ended dildo? Maybe it's a double-ender, yeah. It could be. One up his bum or up her fanny. <laughs> but it's, but it's, I mean, that would be like, that's like a, a fucking metre long worth of dildo, that is, isn't it? It's <laughs> stroked on his <laughs> was he not like I smell what? tuna yeah is somebody making kibbers downstairs what <laughs> oh my god I mean yeah my I think my dad had an excellent sense of humor but I'm not sure that he would have coached with being stroked on the face by my and, well my and dad had a very weak gag reflex that so my dad would have been fucking was he trying to put it down his throat is he was he was he <laughs> Just the sight of it would have had his great flex going. <laughs> it would not have coped. Oh, I love it. Where's the kid got it from? They've obviously just gone into the old... Because we've talked about this, the storage of sex toys. Mine aren't particularly secure. They're not Mine under lock secure, and key for sure. Also, at the same time, it is a, a drawer that you've got to pull out at an angle. So I feel fairly secure in the fact that they wouldn't find it. It's just when I'm going through that drawer and the kids walk past, I'm like, fuck, because there's other stuff in that drawer as well. Obviously, it's not just a drawer full of sex toys, but... Yeah, yeah, whatever. Although, yeah, we know see- you. Did I tell you about the fucking uh, pump-action lube that Steve bought? No. Because <laughs> we've got into lube, right? You had said about that. trying we've it. Got into lube, we've, got, yeah. we've got into lube, I don't know how you can't be into it. Every- it's, it's an absolute necessity for anyone. Fucking lovely experience, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, slip um, and slide, excellent it is work. Slip yeah. and slide, yeah. So, um, 
yeah, it was, it's not obviously the biggest tube that I had, but it was adequate because you don't need a lot, do you? No, it lasts ages as well. Well, it does when you only have sex twice a year, so... (laughs) Steve you're what? different <laughs> well I don't have sex I'm, I'm on a period at the moment mate um Steve bought like a fucking litre pump action you know you're like he went over oh by the way I bought some lube I was like oh all right babe thinking okay that's fine he went it's this I was like fucking hell Steve that's like a shampoo bottle what was that like the Bayless and Harding you know like they always do like massive bottles yeah one of them <laughs> so that's a pump. Pump. I love I said, it that's a lot of lube Steve he was like yeah I know but I just thought you know why not? We're Treat getting yourself. low. I was like, we're not getting low at all. <laughs> we're low. And this we're, is we're low on lube. We're low on the Bayless and Harding one. This is why Steve is not allowed to be in charge of lube distribution. Because yeah. I believe it would be a fucking it would be an absolute shit fest. I did wonder if lube went out of date. Oh, I don't think so. No. It's sort of, I don't do, know. It's it? one of those where it might start to smell a bit weird because the chemicals in it. Just... I think if it were to sting, maybe that's an idea that it's out of date. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But it, it's got to have a gazillion years on it, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, surely. God, if that might be re- prevalent for you. <laughs> well, I need to check mine because I think mine's about four years old. <laughs> <laughs> it smells of, like fusty nans when I put it on. It's just been in there for such a long time. And there's, but... a, there's literally only about that much that's been used in the bottle. Like probably a centimetre's gone down. So I'd better say if you're low, then uh, I can... Well, shit me some can... over, babes. <laughs> Put some in a pot and send it over because Steve has got enough for the fucking neighbourhood. Oh, a lot. It's an excessive oh amount of God. lubricant. It really is. Maybe instead of hand sanitizer, you could just have the bottle of lube at the door, and then when anyone comes in, you could just be lube like, the hands up. lube, <laughs> lube anyone for the kids that come over for a play date, lube, <laughs> lube. I love like it. Like a slippery eel. Yeah, um, oh God, that's devastating, that story, though, but absolutely hilarious. I wouldn't I wouldn't ever want to just... I think I'd divorce my parents. That would be it. <laughs> I couldn't ever like, look them in I've, the eye, yeah. I feel like we're, we've reached the penultimate. <laughs> we can't go any further with this relationship. I love you, but we're not going to be able but to... the dildo face stroking is where I draw the line. And yeah. to be fair, I wouldn't fucking blame him if he had gone, you're not my daughter. That's it. I'm estranging you from this moment yeah. forth. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I went on holiday. So that was the other thing. I went on holiday for oh, a yeah, week. Of course. Got of course. my bit with my kids. Uh, just the four of us. And mm-hmm. um, I'm going to say something, Laura. Oh, my God. I kind of knew it was going to come out of my mouth. Hang on. Can, can we just rewind to what yeah. I said before you went away? And I said, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Correct. Now, were you? We had a really nice time. Told you. There we go. And I do believe that it is the the age four is the only acceptable time to take your children on holiday. Four mm. plus. I'm going to say, don't fucking waste your time. Save your money. Do mm-hmm. not go on holiday with a child. I remember when we were in the Maldives and there was a family there, British family. And I remember them because I didn't even have kids. And I was like, what the fuck have you done? They had three children. And their youngest one was probably about 18 months. Oh, my God. You know, and you're like, how have you got that much money to be that much? For that yeah, I know. In the Maldives. That's so sad. that. Yes. <laughs> and it was just, I couldn't actually believe. I mean, obviously, we had moments of pure and utter carnage. What? Because you can't have it all. I know, oh, and Edith was there, so you know, She's, it's going to be. <laughs> and it was the days where, because we were in the UK, we didn't go anywhere exotic, but we stayed in the most beautiful place. A little shout out here to the place that we stayed in. It's called the Sussex Burn. I think is how you say it. B Y R E Barn 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 B Y R E Burn Burn the Sussex Burn on um, Instagram. Absolutely. Stunning, such a beautiful place. Um, owned by the lovely Cassie, and who I basically am now BFFs with because uh, no, you're fucking yeah, not. I, so, I knew you'd be annoyed. We we actually like went to the beach and took our kids, the kids to the beach together on the Friday morning. So is this is this her only property? So only property. She lives next door. She's been doing it up for seven years, and they've done it all like painstakingly. It is so beautiful. It's the nicest place I've ever stayed in terms really? of like a self catering place. Yeah, it's just. All the attention to detail, the decor was totally me. Like, so vintage, eclectic. The beds were amazing. What's it called? The Sussex Burn. 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 I don't really know how it, I, I'm going to be doing a giveaway with her in the next couple of weeks on my feed. Can you make so- sure I win? <laughs> well, I'll just rig it. <laughs> 
so that you can go. But yeah, keep your eyes peeled for it because it was so good. But yeah, we had some lovely moments. The days when it was a bit shit was that like the weather was really hit and miss. So we had some beautiful days and we had some shit days, which just pissed it down in classic British style. Yeah. And those were the days when we ended up doing something in the morning, but then having to go back to the house and not really being out and about. Then Edith just gets bored because she's so like, she needs so much mental stimulation and she gets bored. And then when she's bored, she just picks a fight. That's just her. Like it's, and I can see it in her face. So we had maybe two days where it was a bit like that, but the rest of the time it was great. The funniest fucking thing that I've ever witnessed in my whole life happened. And I'm not sure that it's appropriate to laugh because my kids were absolutely terrified, but it was so funny. So we went to Drusilla's park, which is like a zoo thing. It's, it's fucking great. I'm going to say it shits all over London Zoo. All right. Oh. Honestly, it's so good and it's so geared towards kids. So there's loads of interactive things and the animals, all the enclosures are beautifully kept and you go around and you stamp all the animals that you just haven't seen in this little book. And there's just so much to do. We spent the whole day there. <laughs> it was like fairground type rides. Okay. <laughs> and so there's a cheetah one, which just went up in the air and went around in a circle. And my, my kids are, they're, they're terrified of life, right? Yeah. They're, my, they're my children and Rob's because yeah. Robbie's also terrified of life. So we're well, very- Rob is safety oh, first, seriously. Oh my God, hell. honestly, the amount of times that he just pulled out the health and safety inspector vibes on holiday. Oh, I was like, God. Up. You're ruining <laughs> everything, Rob. <laughs> um, and the, they went on that cheating one and that was fun. And we were like, oh my God, this is so great. They're embracing new things. They're trying things that are out there. Conversation. Amazing. Let's go on another ride. So there was this hippo and it just literally went up and down in a circle, forward and then up and down in a circle, backwards. That's all it did. Got on, absolutely loving life. They were buzzing. They were like, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Mummy, this is so exciting. The first loop, the anxiety kicks in. Oh, God. Like, because, you know, it gives you that feeling in your tummy. You know yeah, that feeling? I do, like, I do, yeah. The gravity kind of thing. And then they're both like, oh, 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 mommy, I I don't like it. I don't like it. And with every fucking loop that we did, the hysteria built and built and built (laughs) until Oliver was saying, I'm going to be sick and doing this. (laughs) But like not actually heaving. He was just making the motion of heaving and screaming like this blood curdling <laughs> I've never heard him scream like it <laughs> and so that me and Edith were sat in one row and they were sat behind us and I turned around Oliver was like clawing at his own face dry retching and screaming and Rob was trying to motion to the woman to like stop the ride and I was like Rob she's not gonna fucking we're going around six times she's not gonna stop the ride it's, it's while just- all the other kids like no one else is making noises <laughs> Your family. No, no, I was just making any noise, and then Oliver's hysteria oh, was like, "Hear from like the sidelines." Oh my god! Like... It was like <laughs> like that, like just the the <clears throat> most intense, continuous <clears throat> scream, and then he was like riling up Edith, and then they were both just shouting. <laughs> like and I, I just, I didn't. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> Yeah, mate, I would have made me laugh. In those moments, I have, or you know, it's not the best time to laugh. And yeah, I I wasn't laughing. Like, I didn't laugh. I was like, it's okay. You're safe. Mommy's got you. Mommy and daddy here. You are safe. But then I turned around and looked at Robert, like the way we looked at each other, then we were both just proper like, it's okay. You're safe. But when we got off, we were fucking laughing. Like as soon as the kids got out of our sight, we were pissing ourselves. And Edith said, I never want to go on that hippo ride ever again. <laughs> like they were, it was just pure trauma and they wouldn't stop talking about it for the rest of the holiday. Mate, like, I can't, I can't even get Toby to go on a merry-go-round. Well, never well, again. It was it really a doesn't go on rides. rookie mistake. Yeah. The only rides that Toby will ever consider is, um, you know, the like the ones that are on a car and it's on a track. Yeah, and that's alright. It's pretty drive. chill. Yeah, but Elliot used to be like that to give you some reassurance. Elliot was like that, you know. Elliot would be out of it now. Yeah, now he likes to go on. He went to Thought Park with his friend, and he went on Stealth. Oh my god! I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, not. I'd I'm not a fan, that. to be honest. I've been really on it, like but it. I, I really. Yeah, like I said, Steve, I was like, I'm really panicking about Elliot going. What if he yeah. gets really scared and he gets dragged on? And he doesn't want to be dragged on. Steve is like. And he can make his own decisions. I was like, oh, I don't want to make his own decisions. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
but he was fine. Turns out he was fine. I wasn't, but he was fine. Oh my god! It was. It just reminded me of the fanny fart of Doom. Yeah, and they, they were like stuck on that thing, but yeah. obviously there wasn't fanny farting. There was just dry retching and um, dry retching and screaming. Fucking face like, chlorine. Could have heard from the fucking space. It was. Imagine so loud. the other kids were like, "Mummy, can I go on that?" And then they I get know. there and they hear Oliver, and they're like, "They're they watching go on it, it anymore." Exactly. <laughs> Mummy, I want to go oh home. That boy, God, that boy's scaring me. So fucking funny. Oh, I could not stop laughing. And then every time I think about it, I'm like... <laughs> if you can't laugh at your kid's trauma, then there's exactly. no point. Exactly. What's the point of being a parent living. if you can't laugh at your kid's trauma? It's just little... That's what I say. That should be the parenting like that manual. That make it, that make make it, it worthwhile. worthwhile. Yeah. But can I just also tell you the maddest thing? So this is a decision that we made when we um, before we went on holiday to each sleep with a child like I slept with Edith Oliver slept with Rob that was the best decision that we could have ever made my I, I like Laura you know what hell my bedtimes are yes oh my god they were so easy it was the nicest week of bedtimes that I've ever had so basically you just need to start co-sleeping that's what we said we're gonna buy eight king-size beds and just yeah. put them all together and never yeah. have our own space ever again and that uh, oh. I, 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 you know while i don't wish to be the person to uh, to point this out Vic, your kids fuck you off a lot so oh, i'm gonna say that can't do it. yeah that would uh it i wouldn't would be... i just wouldn't but it worked on some people do some people fucking love it no i personally can't imagine it more horrifically no shit. so i had to she'd fall asleep and then she'd go she'd literally get into bed We'd have stories, get into bed, and then she'd just look at me. She'd go, I love you, mummy. And then just turn oh. over and start snoring. Well, that never happens. And she snores so much. She's like a little warthog. But then when she was asleep, I would just make a little fort of pillows between us so yeah. that she couldn't. Because the first couple of nights I didn't do that. And I woke up with her feet. Like she had a toe up my nostril. I was like, this yeah. is unacceptable. I can't do this. And also it's when you, I personally live in fear when I sleep with Toby. Because Toby, yeah. I have to sleep with Toby's. That's yeah. our our makeup of like how yeah. it goes and Steve will sleep with Elliot. Um I live with fear. Yeah, that's how I felt. So but the wall of pillows really helps. Swings everything everywhere. That's it. But she and then she was good as gold. And then she was doing because she was so knackered because we we're doing so much physical activity like every day, loads of walks in the countryside, seaside, whatever. She was going she was falling asleep by caught past seven, half seven, absolute KO'd. And she wasn't waking up until half seven in the morning. Which is just hello. Non-existent for this Oh my, oh my god so i had i and i was going to bed at about nine <laughs> party, party holiday times to be fair i've been going to i say i've been going to bed early it gets to 10 o'clock the last couple of nights i do wonder what's because i know i feel rough as fuck i think i was yeah, probably coming down or something then yeah i was like steve i've got to go to fucking bed i'm knackered yeah. but i think it's also, also you've been at home with the kids all day. Kids. That's yeah. it. And it is that, and it's so draining. So the kids would go to bed, and, me, and there was no TV. Oh my God, I wasn't happy about that. If there's one thing I'd change, I'd put a TV in it, but it's too yeah. tranquil to have one. But it, yeah, the first few nights you're like just looking at each other, like, um, and I haven't got social media on my phone, so I haven't even got that to the cup. Just you've actually had a conversation with him. Yeah, and then he was on his phone, and I was like, oh, yeah, you don't even like, you're not even invested in this relationship. You're just sitting there on your phone. Because I'm just, I need to talk to me now. Because I'm always not going to get divorced. So uh, the lead up to my period last week was nothing short of fucking horrific. I was a horrible, evil <laughs> cunt. I was, I was vile. I just, I had <laughs> no, you know what? The moon must have impacted my period last month because it was, I was just. Oh, it messed. does, doesn't it? We're so in like, sync with the disgustingly earth. vile and like my cravings through the fucking roof. My for eyes food. were open. Yeah, for chocolate. Yeah, yeah mate. And then all it? of a sudden it was like a switch and it would just switch off and it'd be like, oh, I don't need it anymore now. Yeah. So <laughs> don't need it. Like I was like, and I, and they got to a point where I was like, fuck, is this who I am now? Like literally waking up in the night and thinking, is it an acceptable time to go downstairs and get some dairy milk? Like, I think it's always was... an acceptable time to get dairy milk personally. Not dairy milk. I, I, you know, posh it up a little Obviously, bit. Obviously, posh it yeah, up, yeah. yeah. But you know what I will say is I went to a menopause cafe on Saturday. Now Ooh, I am not, I am obviously... Shit. It wasn't. It was really helpful. It was really helpful. I am obviously not in a menopause. I'm not in the menopause. But uh, the lady that runs it, she's a nurse and she's now specialised in the menopause. And she said that she's trying to bring awareness to the menopause to women before they go through it so that they're not going through That's the shit. That's such a good idea. Yeah, It was so fucking helpful. It was mm. brilliant. I'm going to go back next month. Yeah. But you know what, though? Obviously. Hello. 
go in and be quiet, Laura. Mm-mm. No, no, Mm-mm. that's not possible. We know that. Oh, mate. I was going to say, so... have you written a, a handwritten note, your WhatsApp number in it yet, saying, hey, I love you. Uh, should we be best friends? <laughs> it was just. It's I... coming. I can feel that's coming. It's oh, no, it's all right. I'm already WhatsApp friends with her. Oh, with my the God. Nurse. There you go. She's already done yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Who is um... it? Oh, it, it's someone I, I've, she used to do my Smith. Oh, <laughs> and I saw her in the gym. And you know, when you see someone, like she did my Smith years ago. And I was like, oh, and I was like, shit, actually, we don't know each other. And she was like, I've done your Smith, haven't I? I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, really that's sorry. so funny. I just recognized you. But she obviously recognized me. She was like, I'd really love you to come along. You know, it'd be really helpful. And also for me to help kind of raise awareness around. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All of this shit. Yeah. So um, I was there and they were talking about lich and cirrhosis. And I was oh like, my God, oh my God, hello. Casper Which is over here. really common um, in the beginnings of the perimenopause. So like that can be one of the first things to happen. I know because I asked, I inquired and I was like, hang on a minute. I said, my friend has it. And I said, but she's not perimenopausal. And they were like, no, no, no. It can happen outside of the menopause, but it can be something that's quite common. Oh, that's interesting. As you go into the perimenopause. Yeah. Which, because there's also a retired gynecologist that comes every month. So she was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I said, oh, my friend's got it. And I, I've, I've been there like four fucking minutes. Oh, my friend's got it. Um, and she's got like this really affectionate term for it. But I don't know like whether people will appreciate it here. And they're like, oh, we're all women. Just share. I think they obviously didn't. And I was like, she calls it Casper the cunt. And they were like, like, <laughs> oh my I god, went, Laura, that's so funny. I went down there from there, mate. Four oh, minutes in, especially because I think that's me know, making friends. Well, we the the word "cunt" is such a divider, isn't it? Yeah. and so many people find it so offensive. But to us, it's so normal. Like, it's yeah. such a, and it's a term of endearment, if anything, you know. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's like to me, it's just it's just a word that I use, that's part of my. The gynecologist thought it was fucking hilarious. Oh, right, brilliant! Yeah, she proper cracks up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is, is that when I'm like a bit nervous and I don't even know I'm nervous, I swear more than I would normally. Mm. So I was saying fuck after every other word, and then yeah. by the end of it, they're probably all like, "You fucking moron!" How common? How, How very common? Yeah. Fuck a bunch of boring cats. Oh, I oh. love that story. That's great. Yeah. So, but I was the youngest person there. Um, and I think. What is it? Go on, then share the details so more people can come. Well, it's only in Gosport. All right. Okay. So that's the downfall of it. But I think it's raising awareness of the fact that, you know, if you know of a menopause cafe in your area and yeah. you're in your 30s, especially, I think 20s, I wouldn't have given a shit about the menopause. No. But in your 30s, I think it's definitely something to be aware of. Yeah. Just to have in the back of your mind the amount of information, the amount of like uh, gyne stuff. Huge. What the changes to your fanny. Yeah. yeah. Like before you even hit the perimenopause, how those things can start happening and how your clitoris, if you don't use it, it will literally just fuse together and disappear. Oh my God, that is the most devastating. I mean, we. <laughs> We have absolutely no qualms about that. I was absolutely horrified. They said, one woman said that her clitoris died. It's like yeah. a pet. It's like a Tamagotchi. She wasn't feeding it. it. Like You've got to tam- feed it, got guys. Water. Yeah, water So it. she started using oestrogen cream and it's brought it back. And she's. Ba- I said, so you've basically given it CPR. And she was like, yeah, it was back and it now works. But she said, they all said, the nurse and the gynecologist, they were like, it is really true. And they say, use it or lose it. If you do not use that... As you go through the menopause, it will just disappear. That's incredible. And then, like that, your vagina, like your actual hole, confused together. Yeah, that's the lichen thing as well. Because yeah, like, or maybe that's, that's where the conversation kind of followed on. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Just stuff that I had absolutely fucking no idea over with regards. And I was like, I lost it. I fucking lost it. Because they said about lifting weights and how you're you've got to be really careful because you can end up with prolapse if you if you're going through the perimenopause and you're lifting weights. I was like, do fucking men have to deal with shit like this? And they were yeah. like, no. no. I was like, yeah. I'm fucking sick of it. Ah. I, got, I got really, I got on a fucking huge rant. I was like, it's bullshit. They were like, oh, they get piles. I was like, oh, whoop de fucking do. Yeah, I've got those already, mate. Join the fucking queue. So yeah, I mean? like you've got to be really careful with prolapse Ooh. that it becomes more prolific. If you have got a prolapse or you won't just no, have you one. Can end you can up, you can get... Yeah, you can. Oh my Lord, have mercy. Let's, yeah. let's, I'll just do our little uh, pelvic floor exercises right now, please. I am, yeah. yeah me so too. I like, but I do I do a uh, pelvic floor deep core work every night before I go to bed. 
Yeah. Because obviously I'm fucking obsessed about prolapses because that's a new fun thing to obsess over. You know me, I like to obsess oh, over one did. thing at a time. Yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure that Ian would have appreciated being included in the same podcast episode as prolapses as and your face stroking. Your, but hey, that's the way you roll, Ian. R.I.P. Ian Ames. <laughs> Right, I think that brings us to the end now, doesn't right, it? I know we only shared one story. We've cried, we've laughed. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. Oh, Lord have mercy! I love, oh. I, I love it. It's been a roller coaster, much like the hippo roller coaster, but without the the dry heaving. Oh my god, I nearly spat my drink out. Scratching of the face. Um, <laughs> so, if you want to send us a story, maybe about the time that you accidentally traumatized your kids and found it hilarious, that would be there's, a good little theme, uh, wouldn't it? We've all, we've all got yeah, one of those please. stories. Uh, then or you can... how about you traumatize granddad with yes, a sex toy? That's it. So many ways to traumatise your family members. Please share those stories with us. You can email us at noholdspodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do? Laura. They can head on over to our Instagram page at noholdsbarredpodcast. Slide on into our DMs. And you know what, Vic? Sorry, had to burp then. The other thing I'd like to just add is that we do, we we sold out our first event, didn't we, Vic? Yes, we, we did. sold out our first um, ever event on the 31st of October, but we do actually still have tickets for the second one, oh. which is on which is on the 5th of November at 11 a.m. So it's 11s. It's 11 till 12. It's a little brunch time bounce. On a Sunday, um, isn't it? Or is it on a Saturday? On a bloody Sunday. Sunday. Oh, that's lovely. That's so, lovely. So you could come it, and see us and then you could uh-huh. go off and have a little lunch afterwards, couldn't you? Yeah. That would be a delight, an absolute delight. So yeah. where where'd you get those tickets from, Laura? Uh, you can head on over to our Instagram page and in the top, it's a link in the bio for the Cheerful Earful podcast. And that's where you can find tickets. How exciting. And also, if you don't want your um, clitoris to shrivel away to a little crisp and die, then you need to go to our website and buy yourself some sex toys. Obviously, you can... Lose it, sister. Yep, CPR to the old bean, or you, maybe you could get a dildo and straight your dad's face of it. Whatever you want, really. Well, the options are endless. Boat, aren't they? Boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right then, we will see you next week, slags. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>